0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991; to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.
1: And good morning. I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keane and Michael McKee. The opening bell brought to you by SEI. Imagine when asset management servicing is unconstrained by infrastructure. See how SCI's global operating platform can be your catalyst for business expansion at scic.com slash imagine. Stocks lower at the open. The S&P 500 down a tenth of a percent or two and a half points to 2061. Dow Jones Industrial Average down a tenth of a percent or 17 points to 17,702. The Nasdaq's down a tenth of a percent or six points to 4731. Ten-year Treasury up seconds. The yield 1.7. 4%, 4%, yield on the two year, 0.77%. NYMEX crude oil down 1.3%, or 61 cents to 46.09 a barrel. COMEX gold down two tenths percent, or $2.60 to 12 an ounce. The euro, $1.13.23. $1, the yen, 109.11. Tom and Mike.
2: Karen, uh, thanks so much. Michael McKee, um, th- this is a really important um, screen here. Let me get it up. We get all the research. And Jay Morlock at FTN with Chris Lowe was channeling me. Later today, the Atlanta Fed's GDP now cast already at 2.2 percent is likely to be revised higher. And that's the import of this retail sales. We're going to go into the weekend with, oh, it's really not that bad. Maybe uh, this is the tipping point.
0: And don't forget the uh, the previous – the March number was revised higher, which will imply a higher first-quarter GDP when the world was in theory coming to an end. Uh, one of the things that's been keeping the economy afloat – has been uh, home sales, Uh, they've been relatively strong uh, and under the radar. They've been volatile but under the radar for a while. Dave Stevens is the CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association, and if you want to get a handle on where mortgages are going and home sales are going, that's the guy to talk to. Can I
2: say that they're an industry group, and he's always talking to an angle, but they have the clearest literature of these Beltway well, they've got the numbers. They yeah.
0: publish the mortgage bankers' applications index, shows you uh, mortgage applications, refinance applications, all kinds of things every week. So, mm-hmm. Dave, uh, to qu- uh, quote the um, immortal Ed Koch, former mayor of New York, "How we doing?"
3: <laughs> uh, hey, Tom and Mike, it's uh, you know, it's an interesting story. And to your point, it is kind of a sleeper story. Um, I-, I think what people just our, the data you can't deny. Demographics are what they are, and uh, as you know, we went through a very sluggish period with household formation during the recession, and we're now forming, you know, about 1.4 million households annually. This millennial generation is a real deal. It's not a story. It's 80 plus million young people who uh, the oldest cohorts are now moving into home buying, and uh, the demand for both rental units and uh, owned units is a, a positive story across the board. So you're seeing demand for you know apartment uh, units and single family rental extremely strong, but we're also seeing continued growth in the purchase sector of new homes up about 15% on average over a year ago. Um, so this last month, it, it dipped a little bit uh, over March. Um, uh, April's numbers were down a bit, but that's Sort of seasonally typical. We we usually peak for the year either March or April. It sort of shifted back and forth over previous years. March was the uh, the stronger month of the two.
0: Well, it, you you look at uh, the mortgage application, the amount of money people are, are borrowing, and gives you a hint as to what size house they're borrowing to try to get an idea of whether the starter home people are coming into the market. Yeah, it's, if they buy, then other people are moving up. How's it? How's that going?
3: Well, that's you know that's the story of uh, the disincentives, particularly in the housing market, to build entry-level units. Um, you know the, the 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 regulations, land costs, and labor costs to bring a unit to market, uh, as well as concerns about whether credit availability or uh, for first-time homebuyers is going to be there for that marketplace, has forced um, many of the new home builders to stay at the upper end of the market. So it's improving slightly. The average loan size uh, dropped a few thousand dollars in April from the previous month, but it's still $325,000 on average uh, per unit that's being built. Uh, if, you, if you look at the resale market, you're well below 300000 in terms of average sales price. So um, we aren't building the kind of housing stock yet, I think, that's going to appeal to the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. And that's where we really need to be thinking about going.
2: Percolating in London – in new york and other major cities is this hopelessness about housing the summary seems to be we've got to build up there's got to be a vertical rise where do we stand in this country on the dichotomy between the numbers you're giving which are a fantasy to anybody living in new york or san francisco (laughs) and the need to build vertically are we going to build vertically
3: well vertical units are uh you'll see that development going right now um, tom the the you know going to washington dc and you're seeing you know all of this new uh multifamily construction occurring both with condos that are for ownership as well as rental it is more higher end so we sort of break down the market's based on luxury market and affordable and clearly the lean is towards the upper end of the market rents and purchase uh, price range as well as the luxury end. We're not we're still not at the point right now where we're building affordable entry level units particularly yeah. in the high employment markets because it's these urban communities and their suburbs where you really need to create the housing stock so you can recruit a workforce and especially if you want to retain them. And that's where the the shortage is right now.
0: What's happening with the suburbs? I mean, in in big cities, certainly there's this trend to urbanization. But I've I've read from other people that uh, people are starting to – the younger generation doesn't want to live in the suburbs. They don't want the long commute, the traffic jams. Uh, Is that true outside of the big cities like New York?
3: well we you know there's been a there's been a significant policy focus particularly uh in this administration as well as you know planners to think about building uh, residential housing units near places of work or near mass transit um and yeah there's absolutely no doubt that uh you know this younger generation uh is more urbanized we're not certain how that's going to stick long term i mean let's be real as as you once you get married you have children You start making your location decisions based on other factors that I don't think are being considered right now, school, quality of schools, other activities for your kids, size of home you can have to to house your family. And so when people often tell me, well, this generation is different than the last one, the only thing we're seeing different uh, about this generation is they're delaying the decision to buy till later, but – Other than that, we see the trend line of, you know, the initial home might be a condo or a small home near near an urban location. But as they expand their families, they're certainly going to venture into some of the more uh, suburban markets. When does
0: Tom move to the suburbs? (laughs) Oh, there is a good question get Hopefully.
3: a dog
1: <laughs> white well, hey, a fence. fence
3: hey you know the the, the reality is well, we we are seeing the the baby boomers who are retiring there there's an ur- urban trend coming back into cities Watch um <laughs> but that, that's a whole nother discussion.
2: Yes, it is, and we'll have that with you, sir, at another time. David Stevens, Mortgage oh, Bankers boy. Association. Thank you so much, Mike. Rachel from Brazil, Indiana. This is out I seventy and old I forty. <laughs> Rachel from Brazil, Indiana. It's south. It's southwest, sort of west southwest of, of Indianapolis. Notes that Mr. Strahan is at his final day Ooh. with Miss Ripa.
0: Oh, Kelly Ripa. Finally, right. I'm not
2: dying. I'm not gone. Mr. Strahan suggests. Rachel from what Brazil, Indiana says, "You know, there's a slot there to for the oh, thinking." There you go. Tom mm-hmm. Keene and Rich Kelly <laughs>
0: There's a uh, good thank you, Rachel, for
2: that email. We greatly yeah. appreciate it. It was it was valuable. Yeah. We say uh, congratulations we to Michael Strahan. Strahan. We can, he moves to Good Morning that. America. Miss Rippa no doubt, will endure and carry forward with her excellence.
0: This hour of surveillance brought to you by Volvo Cars White Plains. Visit VolvoCarsWhitePlanes.com. Here is Janelle Crispin. Well, close. <laughs> it's, 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 Michael Barr, I'm jumping ahead of traffic. <laughs> Janelle, Janelle. your voice.
2: I'm your voice, Janelle. I've got,
0: I've got the suburbs of traffic on my mind. Michael Barr, please.
1: Thank you very much, Mike and Tom. <laughs> Bernie Sanders insists <laughs> that he will stay in the race for the Democratic presidential nomination, and that, as some party leaders concerned, they fear that that will hurt Democratic frontrunner Hillary Clinton, especially since Donald Trump has been meeting with Republican leaders who are leery of him. Trump on Fox News talked about yesterday's meeting with our Speaker Paul Ryan.
3: I thought it was a great meeting. We had a uh, we discussed a lot of things, a lot of very important things, and I thought it was really a very, very good meeting. I think Paul felt the same way, and everybody else did also.
1: A New York politician convicted of using his position as Senate Majority Leader to help his son extort hundreds of thousands of dollars was sentenced to five years. Former Senate Majority Leader Dean Skelos and his son Adam were convicted last year of extortion, conspiracy, and bribery. Adam Skelos got six and a half years. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus. From around the world, I'm Michael Barr. Mike,
2: Michael, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate that. We're going to try to get the last 19 minutes of the show accurate and correct as we wander through this Friday. We're thrilled you're with us. What a week it has been. We'll do that. We'll wrap it up as best we can to get you moving into the weekend and on to Monday. Bloomberg Surveillance.
0: Lots going on around the world. And, of course, a lot of news out of Brazil. Gabriela Santos from J.P. Morgan Asset
3: Management joins us next to talk about how you can play it.